pros and cons to AI, right? There's some good stuff that people can do. The problem, like any tool, if you get it in the hands of the wrong people or it's used for things that aren't, you didn't think through it enough, it can be pretty damaging. Can you... Let's talk about some of the good things with AI and then we'll get into the... the Well, I mean, there's some brilliant things. Like I know people who've like written cover letters to get jobs and have been very, very successful. That some people would consider that cheating. Um, But like, for example, I have a friend who is used chat GPT for writing uh, grant proposals to the Australian government. And he's succeeding like because you can... The AI will pick out all the right terms to use, the right buzzwords that are the most popular within the government agency that you're dealing with. These little things, like, and, and the project he's going forward with is a massively huge project that's going to benefit all of Australia, the First Nations people there in Australia, et cetera. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I have Danny Arnold coming to the program. I haven't had her on in probably about three years, but she's She's the person that introduced me to Bastion and Daniel and all those characters over there. Just great guys. We're going to talk about a little bit the platform that many of you are watching this on. And they're the free speech platform that I really, really appreciate. And so I got to give a shout out to them. But beyond that, we're going to talk about AI, the dangers of AI, what it's good for, chat GPT, that specific uh, application. But we're going to talk about AI in general, what it's good for. It's just a tool, can be good used for many, many good things, but it also has some danger. So we're going to talk about that and some of the things that she's found that are the dangers. I mean, we, we have to become aware of this. It's amazing how much more we have to be aware of as all this stuff is, you know, just barrage. We're just nailed from all directions. But I also talked to her about solar flares because that's something that we've done some shows on in the past, some uh, deep dives into. She was watching the NASA feed and we're going to talk about that and how the NASA feed was changing. 12 hours later, the feed would be different and she'd already have it recorded. And so there was a lot of things at that time we were showing how they were manipulating it in real time or 
not real time, like 12 hours later, or even a couple hours later, they would just, or they just shut it down. It was really interesting. We were showing people how NASA was manipulating all that stuff, but she's going to talk about what the solar flares are. The energy is coming from all over in the universe, our magnetic field on earth, what that, why that matters. And then we get into a bunch of different topics. She's fun. She's a science person. And so I love people watch this show and know I like to cover science and get into that and how that affects today and how I'm a spiritual person too. And I, I like, I like to talk about God and I like to talk about what that means, but science is there, right? And science is just, I don't see, I don't think science is bad. I think science is just the discovery of truth and what things are. And so it, it flows with the understanding of God completely because God is about truth. Love is about truth. Jesus's teaching is about truth. So science is just about truth. And I think both exist and they can coexist very well. So, and I think the vast majority of the people listening to the program agree with that. So before I get into this though, I want to share with you the Christmas prepper gifts that I have, unique Christmas prepper gifts. One of the things that I have on it that is really a good thing is the EMF protection. And you can get these little, actually, we're giving a giveaway. We have 10 of them that we're giving away. So you should sign up for it, sarahwestall.com slash giveaway, where it's these EMF protection capsules. It does more as far as helping to balance you frequency-wise, but it does protect from EMF. And uh, that's on my unique prepper gifts. But there's other things that are on that as far as how, how to make a device that can extract over 10 gallons of water from even the driest air. People are liking that. And how to make a, a generator that can fuel a whole little town or your house for less than $300. There's such good things on that list. And then there's some unique gifts as well that's just unique that you will find like the washcloths that can wash without water. And those are great as stuffing stocking stuffers or get a bunch of them and then split it up and you have pretty inexpensive gifts for people. So there's a lot of good things. So go to sarahwestall.com under shop and there's a link right at the at the top for unique uh, Christmas gifts, or I'll have the link directly to that page at the bottom of this video. Okay, so let's get into my really good conversation with Danny Arnold. Hi, Danny. Welcome back to the program. Hello, my darling. It's been ages. It's been so long. It has been long. It's been pre-COVID. We used to do shows together. You actually introduced me to Daniel at Bastion. It was called PocketNet back then. Yeah. And I just love those guys. And the show is doing great on their platform. And you used to work with them and you still probably do, but just not as much. But you're the one that got me involved with them. And so I'm yes, always grateful. Guilty is charged. Guilty as charged. Yes, and it's it, but it's a great platform of people that actually, um, like we were saying, those those guys are good guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the guys who run, who created the platform and run it, and these are genuinely good guys. Like they are genuinely trying to make a difference. They're not in it for the cash. Like they literally, this is them trying to make a difference. So yeah, I I yeah. fully support them. So I wanted to do a shout out to them because they deserve it. Anybody in this day and age yeah. that are doing it for, for humanity needs a shout out. Okay. That being said, let's censorship, censorship, censorship free 
everything needs a shout out. That's right. Anything that is where they're supporting freedom and censorship free so people can have uh, ideas. But they're also they also have things in place so that if people don't want to hear some rando talking about something gross or something really yep. bad, they have means where the people, the community can say, I don't want to listen to this. Yep. But in general, it is completely free so that it's not a... Not a, or it's not a platform that you should be scared of because they have a way of policing properly with the community without doing censorship. Yep, They're really exactly. working on that, thinking through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hardcore. Yeah, that's that, something that's the, one of their primary goals is that it should be the community that looks after the content, so to speak. So that censorship doesn't happen. You can have vibrant conversations and discussions about really pressing issues without being kicked off. Because you can't do that on some of these other platforms. You can't question the government narrative. Otherwise, you're either shadow banned or kicked off. You know, shadow banning is just as bad. I mean, you're on a platform and you're oh. 25 views or something versus thousands for the government narrative that they approve of. I am so shadow banned. I know you are. So shadow banned. And uh, like, I mean, I was demonetized on YouTube back in 2016. Yeah, I know. I I always joke about that. I was demonetized before it was cool to be demonetized, right? (laughs) Um, And same thing on Facebook. Like I literally put up a post. It's like some ridiculous meme and it gets shared 185 times and gets 400 likes. And then you put up something that actually matters, a piece of content that actually matters and it gets seen by 25 people. That's right. And, you know, eight likes. That's why I, when there's a platform or people who are doing really good work that is pro-humanity, I got to give them a shout out. So that's what we did today. Okay. That's a shout out to Bastion. Yes. Yes. Daniel, shout out to you. Yes. Okay. Let's get into um, why we have you here. We're going to talk about AI and the dangers. Uh, We're going to talk about there's there's pros and cons to AI, right? There's some good stuff that people can do. The problem, like any tool, if you get it in the hands of the wrong people or it's used for things that aren't, you didn't think through it enough, it can be pretty damaging. Can you... Let's talk about some of the good things with AI, and then we'll get into this. this well, here. I mean, there's some brilliant things. Like, I know people who've, like, written cover letters to get jobs and have been very, very successful. That Some people would consider that cheating. Um, but, like, for example, I have a friend who has used ChatGPT for writing uh, grant proposals to the Australian government. And they've, they're, they're, he's succeeding, like, because you can... The AI will pick out all the right terms to use, the right buzzwords that are the most popular within the government agency that you're dealing with. These little things, like, and, and the project he's going forward with is a massively huge project that's going to benefit all of Australia, the First Nations people there in Australia, et cetera. So the, it is very useful, yeah. right? Like It is a tool. Yeah. <laughs> We, and I guarantee that, you know, of course, you've heard this, right? Anything can be a weapon. Anything. A hammer can be a weapon. Yes. Right? It's the gun is not evil. It's the person holding the gun. Right? So when we talk about ChatGPT and AI, it's not that it's inherently evil. It's how it's used. Because if you're using it for the betterment 
of society for the betterment of yourself, for your family, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you, in an, a useful and honest way, great. The problem is we have a very, very big problem right now where we have AI writing books mm-hmm. and they're being passed off as being written by people. And as I said to you in our preamble, like when we're chatting, yeah. before we started recording, if you go and you go to a website, it's not just books, it's obviously the website content right now is unbelievably polluted with AI. If you go to a website and, or you're looking up stuff and it has to do with your favorite football team or your favorite TV show or a recipe on how to make bread, it's not important. If it's written by AI, okay, whatever. I'm sure it's just fine. It doesn't matter in the greater scheme of your life. But for me, being a herbalist, being a forger, and I teach foraging classes, when all of a sudden you have AI writing, oh, foraging books about mushrooms, this is really dangerous. Well, this let, is let's, let's really, into really that. dangerous. So you've seen a foraging book on yeah. written by AI. Yep. What what was wrong with the book that made you realize this was dangerous? So, for example, the images shown were not. I have to backtrack here. Foraging for mushrooms is a highly, highly specialized skill. Mm-hmm. And even though I teach foraging and have done for years, I say to people, we don't we don't mess around with mushrooms, right? Mushrooms yeah. will kill you. And it's not like you've got an allergic reaction and you know maybe they can get if you get to the hospital quick enough, they can they can give you a medicine that will no, like some of these mushrooms, a lot of these mushrooms. They will kill you 100% of the time. There is no cure. There is no nothing that the hospital can do. There is nothing they can do. So when you start talking about people foraging for mushrooms, etc., you have to be really specific. And we have a lot of very, very yummy mushrooms look identical to really, really dangerous mushrooms. And so you have the pictures in it. First of all, the pictures are not really clear enough. They don't discuss the very, very... A book written by a mushroom forager goes into detail about these mushrooms that is so infinitely huge to the shape of the gills, to the spot, to the skirt, to the the bulbous, everything. is Because you need to know this information. But one of the worst things of it is, is even on the most poisonous mushrooms, um, uh, ghostly death caps, okay? Literally... They're writing, like, saying, oh, these are very, very poisonous. Kind of insinuating, like, if you eat an entire pan of these, like, you know, you fry them all up and you eat a panful, you're going to get very sick and you could die. That's, no, no, like, if you eat a half of one of these, you're going to die. So basically, the the AI, when it came to the mushroom foraging, just didn't do a good job. No, no details. And washed over the medical, like, like kind of, it was like, they're poisonous. People, I need to understand, like, the level of toxicity that we're talking about. And it kind of, 
and like I said, kind of insinuates, well, if you get to a hospital fast enough, and it's like, no, there is no pumping the stomach out. Like, So where did AI get this information? Because they're just getting the information based on what supposedly they're finding all over the internet and books and everything else. So AI will only will repost without having critical thinking skills. It doesn't have the ability to critically exactly. think. Right. And so it's going to republish things. It doesn't know whether a source is legit or not. If it's told it's legit, it's going to think it's legit without being able to critically think about it. So the controllers behind it can make books and, and do things. Um, I, they can do propaganda on steroids, right? Because there's no critically critical thinking. And okay. So we have, you mentioned the one problem. So if AI chat gpt is combing through the internet well half the websites that are on the internet on these kind of subjects are crap yep half of them have in half of them have been written by ai so it is like this the information gets worse gets worse gets cluttered and gets dirtied etc and the problem is like i literally went through i did a report on this and then back in September, and I said, like, these are so poorly edited that it is obvious that even a person, if there was a person, who put it together and had ChatGPT, GPT, et cetera, write it, they didn't even read it. Like, it's very obvious that they didn't even go back and read it. They literally took it and went, oh, thanks, GPT, and went, here, Amazon, publish this. And and so there it's was just no crap, editing, right? And but but now doesn't that help weed it out because we can tell when a book is written just so poorly. But the under even if they work out the grammatical it, errors and they get it to sound good, the under that's not is, what I'm saying. Like 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 you have to remember, Chat GPT is a language program, so the grammar is fine. It's not a grammar thing. It's like you see it in the layout. Like the layout hasn't been laid on the pages, are not formatted correctly. Like it's that kind of obviously well, has that, not been edited for content. But that stuff, it, as it gets better, they'll fix that, right? That probably exactly. is like a few years away where all that's going to get fixed. And so I'm not too worried about that. I think that's just the beginning of a technology. I'm concerned that baked in... Um, falsehoods are happening because it has no critical thinking exactly. skills. Now, people don't have critical thinking skills. It doesn't skills. have the knowledge. So we, we have that issue everywhere, but the AI will be putting out what the controllers want them to put out. And so it will be normalized. What the propaganda will just be on steroids it, is when I it just constantly. I Absolutely. For me, like there's that, that is a major aspect. And we're of course seeing that play out right now all over the place. But for me, as someone who looks at, I'm involved in all kinds of herbalist groups. I'm involved in all kinds of groups that are dealing with natural health and things like that. So you have new people who join these groups and they're looking for information. So like, I'll go to Amazon, I'm going to buy myself a book, or I'm going to get my daughter to buy me a book for my birthday, etc. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you spend money buying these books, only to be given exceptionally dangerous information. And like I said, in some of the herbalist books that I've seen, and I've downloaded a bunch of them, unbelievably dangerous information. 
about dosages on things, about what to take. Arnica, one of the one of them literally I was reading it and they get to talk about the plant Arnica Montana. Arnica is poisonous. Experience the groundbreaking advancements of Leela's quantum technology, now backed by over 40 placebo-controlled studies conducted by elite institutions and renowned universities worldwide. This revolutionary technology surpasses previous achievements, as confirmed by prestigious organizations such as the Emoto Institute in Japan. Scientific investigations reveal that Leela's technology not only enhances blood health and circulation, but also neutralizes the adverse effects of electromagnetic fields, expedites wound healing, and elevates ATP production in human cells. Embrace the extraordinary benefits of Leela's tech as recognized and utilized by world-class athletes, esteemed functional medicine practitioners, and leading figures in the field of biohacking. Explore a range of transformative products from the heel capsule, shielding you from harmful EMFs, to the quantum block, allowing you to infuse frequencies into your cherished possessions. Dive into the realm of innovation and wellness at sarahwestall.com shop or by following the link below. When it's taken internally, when it's applied topically, it is the best thing in the world for bruises and muscle aches, etc. But you do not even put Arnica on skin if there's a cut. Like, it's poisonous. And this book is talking about making a tincture of Arnica and giving it to children as young as three. And I'm like, wow. So, I mean, there's just this is no- poison. It's just this random, it, that, no, that's just interesting because even in real life, I mean, people don't, aren't going to put such dangerous stuff out. That's the problem is it has no way of checking itself, but I could see how AI could be amazing. You say, okay, what are all the, the possible cancer cures out there? And it goes and it scours and finds all these cancer cures, but I see it as a tool for researchers, not one to say, okay, let's look at all these cancer cures. It can't critically think. So it can't tell that this is BS that was put out there. And it would put a book together on cures that were BS, cures that were dangerous, and cures that are really promising. Yep. And so it would be a great researcher tool to say, okay, where are all this? And then a researcher could comb through, use their critical thinking skills, and then then use the AI to even maybe do the book by saying, don't include these, include these, add uh add disclaimers for these, you know, be careful. And then it goes, and then you go through and then it would be. That's the human touch, right? Yes. Here's my, that's my thing about these books. Even if someone goes and let's say someone's like, I'm going to get chat GPT to write a herbal health book. (laughs) First of all, why you should be writing that book only if you know what you're doing. Only if you have the ability yourself to edit it, right. To know and go through and read every single page, every, and then go, okay, we've got to change this. We've got to change that. I do get that people are going to use this as a tool. I literally, I have so many websites myself. I get emails every week from companies, marketing companies going, we use chat GPT to write articles and we can guarantee that we'll SEO you an article that will get 25,000 hits. And you just have to pay this one low price. People are going to take on people are availing themselves of this service. The problem is, is that if someone is literally putting out information that they themselves know nothing about, and it's obvious when I've looked at some of these books that it is someone who knows absolutely nothing about the topic and has gone done a Google search and one number one sold types of books on, on, on Amazon. Oh, herbal books are really, really big. I'll do that. And then they put out 
there's one guy, one name, and I always say, like, research the authors before you buy any of these books. It usually a quick research will tell you they have these glowing accolades written about oh this guy is so wonderful and he's done this and he speaks here and he does that and then you go do a google search of the name and that guy does not exist he has never spoken anywhere and he's written 22 books in the last 10 months on everything from lapidary to health cures to prepping to uh shoemaking like literally you're like okay obviously someone is literally just going through, picking the topics that he thinks will be the big sellers, and then just having a book written, whether he knows anything about it or not. And that's the danger, right? Like if someone is, like I said, if someone is using AI, AI to help them write a health book, and they already have all the background experience, so therefore, like we said, they can go through and read the book, you would hope they would read the book, Go through and then go, okay, well, this needs to be edited. This has to be edited. Well, can I change this? We've got to put, like you say, like a disclaimer here, et cetera. I'm okay with that. Well, it's a tool for the researcher and for the writer, but it's not the writer. It's And it's a tool no. for them. And then you build from it. That And that's where exactly. we are always messing up is people are looking for shortcuts to make money. And uh, so that's what we're, we have to be careful of. Let's... Let's talk about another topic that you have been, I know you really have been doing this for years. And this is one that we talked about in the past. And that's the solar flares and the activity that's going on in our solar system and beyond and how much that's affecting us. And there's a lot of activity. Probably when do you think you started really noticing a huge uptick in activity? Because I think it's affecting us as humans. Oh, absolutely. Um, so 2015 I mean, is when you started seeing it, or when? No, because we were low, when we, we we were so there's solar cycles. There's 11 year solar cycles, and you have the high and the low. And so 2015, we were coming out into the lows again, and then we started building back up to the next part of the cycle. Um, the difference is. On the surface, right now, we can say things like it's been relatively quiet. That I shouldn't with the sun relatively quiet, <laughs> relatively quiet. We haven't had massive X-class flares and M-class flares. And they're, it, we've had a few. They're here and there. We've had solar storms, geomagnetic storms. The difference is what we saw, let's say, 10 years ago. 10 years ago when I was doing all the solar and I was doing all the solar reports, if someone sent me a message and said, oh, we just had a C-class solar flare, I'd have been like, okay, whatever. It's nothing. It's like the sun had a hiccup for a second. If they had an M-class solar flare, which is in your next level up of solar flares, more powerful, you'd be like, okay, look, when you get to, maybe we get to an M9, I'll start to pay attention, but even an M1, 2, that's so low, it's not a worry. X-class flares, which is your highest level of solar flares. If you get one or two, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, we've got some activity. This is some serious stuff going on. Now, though, because the geomagnetic field of Earth is so much weaker than it was even 10 years ago, 
we're seeing direct ramifications of low-level flares. Low-level flares are now interacting on a much more powerful responses to what's happening on the planet. And that is things like, you, you, we've had things where you have a, a low-level M-class flare, Earth-facing, and all of a sudden you have things like websites going down, and you have GPS not working, and you have all these kinds of things that are happening that make people go, well, it was just an M-class flare. It was like an M2.0. Like, it wasn't big, so it can't have been that. But that's what we're seeing now. And it's interesting because I, one of the topics I talk about all the time and have done for years is that the, the they, they like to drop pieces into the media, right? They, they drop a piece into the media and then they watch the reaction. And then they'll go quiet on it or they'll pull it back. And then a couple of years later, they'll drop the exact same piece back out again, but they'll you know change the words slightly. They'll just twist it a bit. And then they watch the reaction. So solar flares and solar storms. And, and the big worry, of course, is the fact that it's going to, a big solar flare directly Earth-facing could and will take out Earth's electrical grid easily. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you saw those articles, and there'd be like a big article that would come out, and it would be across all the news sites. Like you'd have it on, it would be on the BBC, CNN would yeah. carry it out, everyone would have it. And then about a year and a half later, there'd be another one. And I used to always sit there and go like, first of all, it's not a solar storm, it's a CME. And it is like, they're describing it so poorly that you know that the person who's written the article doesn't have a clue doesn't have a clue but they push this and it's always a fear like it's it's like oh there's a catastrophic solar storm heading our way everyone be afraid and oh my god and those used to be like every year and a half two years then it got to the point where it was every year and then by the time we got to about 2018 we just we started seeing those articles every six to 12 months and then about 2022 we started seeing them every six months and now we're literally seeing those the push of that narrative that rhetoric every three four months why why do you think three four months has penetrated the psyche more because i have had grid down experts on and stuff and saying this is our number one fear it is our number one right i think there's multiple and i'm not going to only give my opinion because obviously i don't know the minds of the idiots who are in charge what they can do for one thing they'll do for 20 things if they can line up all their reasons behind it right besides the grid going down of course is the internet and we keep hearing those two like oh they're going to take down the internet there's a two-sided flip on it it is like during the obama days it was like russia could take down our internet russia could launch an emp and take down our internet and i was just like yeah or a solar flare could so you had that push there this like like we're gonna blame like as a war aspect like someone could launch an attack against us and take down our the electrical grid take down the internet and the flip side of that is in my opinion, they know it's coming. They know it's coming. Like our electrical grid is so unprotected 
like weakly yeah. unprotected. Yep. So weak. Like you said, it, it, it's a sitting duck. The internet is much the same because obviously you need electricity to have internet. Do they know that it's coming? Do they? Do they know that it's coming? Probably. Do they know that they can't really do anything about it? Probably. So they program everyone. You just keep dropping that in there. You keep dropping that in there so that if all of a sudden the internet goes down and it doesn't have to be solar related, it could be just, you know, that could be those their things excuse. That, that can be their excuse because you've already programmed society to be aware it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Then when the internet goes down, you know, someone gets the kill switch or someone just turns it, whatever. Just saying, society's already programmed. The people are already going to buy. When they say it was a solar flare that did it, everyone will be like, oh, yeah, when well, we knew that. When was it coming. really wasn't. Even though solar flare could do this, it's going to be oh, yeah. done as a reason when it was really an act of war or something. It else could be. It but- could be. But it could have been that too. Well, I had a group of scientists who really high level scientists in this think tank, and I haven't done a show on it. This was about six months ago and they were freaked out. They all dropped everything they were doing. They went to a a resort for three days to figure out what the hell to do because they believed that we were going to be hit by a major flare and they were very nervous about it. What ended up happening, there was a major incident, but it wasn't earth facing and we lucked out. And that could have taken out everything. And they were, they're like, this is a bigger deal than COVID. It's a bigger deal than World War III. This is a big deal. And they dropped everything to deal with this. And I was following them on it. And then I realized then what came out was it hit, but it hit not, you know, not earth facing. It wasn't earth facing. And they were all, yeah, they were all like, whew, we just dodged a a major situation. Yep. Were you watching multiple of those? Like there have been many of those, especially since 2015. We had a big one in 2015. So what is it that is? And that it just, it went off not facing us. So you, cause I, you know, I remember we were talking about this and I was watching what NASA was putting out, what you were getting in. NASA was probably messing with the feeds and it was just yep. an amazing thing watching all these feeds and we weren't even getting the legit stuff from NASA and you would have a feed from 12 hours ago and then the new feed would, the NASA would back change it. Oh and Yeah. All the time. That was, that was entertaining. Yeah. They would, you would have all these feeds and then we'd look, okay, well, this is what NASA has now. This is what they had 12 hours ago. They just changed it so that people can't see what was actually coming through. But why is it that we're getting so lucky? It almost like there is a God that is protecting us, right? That there is a bigger being because it's over and over and it never hits us, but it's, and if it did, it'd take us all down. So what, I mean, we, we've been lucky so many times that you start to wonder if it's really luck. Well, I mean, there's multiple thoughts on that. One I'm is sure you've I, thought about electric. It. Oh yes. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, electric universe theory. Do you understand the concept of the electric well, uh, universe? Because you and I, I've talked I've, about it before. Yeah, And I've had people on uh, to cover, you know, different, the, you know, the people who run the, the electric universe website and all yeah. that research I've had them on. But my listeners probably don't know. So to explain it in a short, you know, just overview, and then we can get into deeper. A short overview. Okay. Mm, okay. 
if we think of every single thing in our universe is electrically and magnetically connected. Think of it like a circuit board, right? Everything is all electric. All those planets are electrically connected to each other. And we have, um, uh, if you follow uh, Ben Davidson from Suspicious Observers, he gets into a lot of details on all the studies that are coming up because we're starting to forget studies now that are proving, hey, look, we got this image and there's this direct line connection from our sun all the way across the the, the, the right. solar system. And you're like, cool. yeah, well, we've been trying to tell you for a long time. So if you have the math, it's a math matrix that extends beyond just here. It's the entire universe. It is the entire universe. Absolutely. Not even a question. I would, like I said, I'm radically simplifying it and not really doing it very good justice. But if you have, we have, we can use as an example. Uh, If you have, a planet and you have the sun maybe we should we should use something that looks a little more sunlight a sunlight here and you have a connection between the two the electrical and magnetic as well connection if there is something over here on the other side that can take the charge away so that as let's say the electrical energy, let's just call it the energy of the sun is building up and getting ready to fire off. Instead of hitting this side, it rotates around and fires off over here. That's one of my theories. And we have a lot of very, very strange images of things behind the sun, very large orbs, things that look like ships, things that look like... That might be turning it or that might be affecting what hits this area could be no proof we have no proof of any of this and they i mean nasa you don't don't have they won't even they won't even admit that this stuff is happening right like they they won't talk about this kind of electric universe type theories they delete their feeds so we know they don't want people to see it but you've caught you guys have some proof right for you to even be talking about this you've had something there's tons of images that have come out of their own satellite feeds like i'm not talking i mean literally people have done captures of of satellite feeds and this is as far back as like i one of the first things that got me into this was literally a picture of the sun was about yay and there's this massive cma explosion coming off the side and as you have this blast of energy coming off there is a great big spherical circle where you can literally watch the energy go like this, go around the circle and then continue on. Which it wouldn't, it shouldn't do. No, like energy doesn't just randomly part and go around. That's what I mean. We've had so many opportunities and that's why I I brought up this think tank group of the top scientists you know, in the world, they brought them together. And I was following that. And because I had some people on it that I that I work with, and they were freaked out. And I mean, it was really serious. And then it turned into nothing. And, And this has been like this. There's been multiple events like this. I, I just think that that points to we're being watched over or protected like i said or there's something else out there that is protecting dis diverting diverting maybe is a better word we don't know we don't know doesn't that give you comfort a little bit i mean because but you can't have 
but what are we going to do anyways? I mean, it kind of gives you comfort that there's something protecting us. And it, and it, cause it's, but it's then you can get a little, you can get, go ahead. I was going to say, but the problem is, is with making that leap is that a lot of people then go, oh, complacent. Well, something's protecting us. So I don't need to worry about it anymore. I don't need to be prepared for these kinds of things. And that's when it inevitably turns around. And it happens and you end up with, you know, and this is the thing that going back to what I was saying, our geomagnetic shield is so weak. And why? It's not an X class solar flare. It's not an X 28. Like I believe it was a 2015. We had an X 28 solar flare wow. that went off around the limb of the sun on the backside. If that had hit earth, we would be in the stone age right now. It would have taken down all infrastructure like that we didn't have that but we now have a situation where it's not just about a massive x-class flare we have seen smallish m-class flares which is a vast level down interact with our technology and screw things up quite badly and it shouldn't So why are they, what happened to our earth's magnetic situation? Um, it's a cycle. We are, we're, but so the cycle is we're in a low cycle of magnetic that, that protects us from that. Yeah. And, but when, when the earth's in a low cycle and the sun's in a high cycle, then we're really screwed. And how often does it happen? And is there something? That's like thousands of year cycles. Like we're not talking about, again, this is where we have to go. Um, I don't, Ben Davidson from Suspicious Observers, I don't necessarily agree with his conclusions, but his research is on point. And he talks about all the cycles. We're talking 12,000 year cycles, 6,000 year cycles. We're not talking about something that happened the last century. Well, but okay, so it, we're talking 6,000 and 12,000, and we also know that we've come to the conclusion that yeah. that Earth, humanity is in cycles, about a 12,000 cycle. Yeah. Yep. So where are we with that cycle? And, you know, if you listen to Cliff High or something like that, <laughs> he likes to talk about the Kaliuga, Kaliuga, and yeah, the fact that we're, we're coming we're... out of this dense cycle and we're we're getting more uh radiate or not radiation but more frequencies uh, oh more radiation too center of the so that we're not as dense i mean we're still in what there's four cycles i mean if you buy into his theories i like those theories i like to think about it because it's it's uh inspirational to think that we're coming out of this really low low point because we are we are we have been in a low point so it's inspirational to think that we can be in a much higher point but there's four cycles and we're just into the second cycle. The first one is the really low dense point. We're into the second one and, and humanity's waking up. Um, do you buy into that? Where, I, I do buy into the cycles. I don't necessarily buy into his Cliff's explanations. The whole density thing I do get. But it is so much, feels very, very simplified to me. We are, there's so much more involved in this. And that's, so when we're talking about things like right now, we're in it, we're in a, a very, very, we're kind of at the precipice of, of one of these cycles. And 
is not going to be nice. Like when we get into the depth of it, it's not going to be nice. And we're already well on our way into it. And it's not about spiritual. I'm not going to get into that, like the consciousness aspects, etc. I'm literally talking purely the science. So the geomagnetics, the the electrical grids that we're looking at, the, the fields, the aether energy, if you want to call it that. When we're looking at this, we have the cycles. Like we can go back historically. Those have all been analyzed. So we know exactly where all these pole shifts is one of the big things that's probably coming up very soon. When we talk about those flipping of the poles, that is hard science. Like we have all the scientific data that can prove all these past cycles. Mm -hmm. So we sit here now, we're in another cycle. And, and so much of this energy coming from space and the sun is affecting humanity and our behavior. Yes. And, and is it behavior, health, everything? See, now I think that there's do weapons and frequency weapons that are also affecting us on top of this. But this, I had another scientist on it said that they analyze mice and just the magnetic changes causes the mice to go from being good, good nest makers, good parents yep. to being messy mess nest makers and being yep. chaotic. And it's almost like we're in that other stage where we're messy and chaotic and the humans are just everywhere. And is that what you're seeing? That's exactly what we're seeing. And, and I put out, I'll put out warnings when I see things, um, for example, like we know all of a sudden we have a geomagnetic storm happening. So that's when the KP, which is the measurement we're talking about, if the KP jumps to like a six or a seven, it's in a dangerous level. I will put warnings out on social media like, Hey, heads up, guys, we are on KP6 right now. It could go as high as KP8. It did um, last summer. We had, we hit KP8, which we have not hit in a very long time. Your printer is not going to talk to your computer today. So just stop trying. And if you like, and then they are, these are the well-documented, well-researched physical ramifications. Strokes, heart attacks, blood clots, Um mental and emotional breakdowns, headaches, massive migraine type headaches, joint pain all around the body. Is this any of this are kind of ringing a little bit of a bell for what's been going on for the last three years? Well, it seems like it's all compiled on top of each other. It is. The anxiety, yeah, the anxiety that people are, because we know social media causes anxiety. We know that this, yes. our culture causes it. We know that how we're you know, giving drugs to little kids, over 50% of little kids now are on oh, drugs that they have to be on, on the rest of their lives. I mean, it's really bad stuff. But so much of this anxiety we do know comes from cultural elements, but it also could be coming from this. You have, when you have these kind of frequencies, and again, when we see something that is coming up from 10 years ago, and a solar event because our geomagnetic shield is so much weaker the effects are felt much more strongly so we've been bouncing especially for the last couple of years because we have a very weakened geomagnetic shield we are having days where it hits zero 
when we have zero, zero is just as dangerous as eight and nine is. It's the extremes of the field. So whether the field's extremely powerful or extremely weak, it has dramatic effects on human health. And to the point of, like I said, suicides, road rage, all of these kinds of things shoot up and heart attacks and strokes and blood clots, etc. So we're looking at the physical effects on the planet just from that one aspect just that one piece then we look at everything else that's on top of it you know we have like social media and the political and all of that kind of crap we have the financial catastrophe that is over our heads any minute now right that's the big that's the big deal that's what's motivating most of this behavior on top of everything else. But keep oh, going. yeah. So when you have this layered up, your own suit, your meat suit, is not at, at high levels. It's like your force field, your own inner force field is not very strong. So when all of a sudden you are inundated with all this other stuff, like the stuff on social media, like all the political stuff yeah. that you hear, all the crap on CNN and the BBC, all the stuff that's going on financially, the struggle that people are going through to put food on the table, to put a roof over their heads, to look after their kids, look after their retirement. We're talking massive compounded pressures that are astronomical that most people we've never really experienced this before i honestly think that in all of our revolutions of of throughout history etc all the cycles that we've had i don't think we've ever actually been where we are today i think that this is kind of new The, the new thing in the cycle the fact that because we have the ability technologically to be kind of monitoring this. And it's, I always joke and say like, like back in the good old days, you got your news from the town crier. Yep. Right. Like if you're talking 300 years ago, you know, you'd have a town crier who would tell the bulletins of what the news was. And the only news you got really was whatever was local to you. You had no idea what was going on in China. No. You didn't even know that Russia existed. We barely knew anything outside our own little city. You did not know anything. Well, that reduces a lot of the... The anxiety. The the anxiety and pressure that you have. Because now we have a digital age where we're sending communications. And when you hear about what happened in Acapulco with the uh, hurricane, we're getting that information like this most people a hundred years ago would never have heard about it or if they did they heard about it six months later a year two five years later yeah and there is a very powerful effect on our own internal frequencies when we are being inundated with that kind of negative catastrophic news all the time day in day out Nonstop. True, and it, but it has picked up. It's more chaotic now than it has been, and it seems like it's on purpose because we have do weapons and we have 
we talked about two weapons being in the wrong hands. So we're watching yeah. just all of this pile on top of each other. Okay. So what do we do? How do we protect ourselves? Because, and to create a life that's a little more peaceful because this is happening, <laughs> but we want to protect ourselves, but we don't, we don't want to go nuts. We want to just be more peaceful and Zen like and protect yourself at the same time. So, there's not much you can do to protect yourself from the sun other than going and living in a cave. Yeah. Underground. Sure. Right. One of the things I've been talking about, so I, you know, I'm in England now. I don't know. Cause I, like, you used I to be in Malta. To England. Yeah. I was in Malta. No, we're in, we've been in England since 2020. Um, and I've gone all over England and I talked to a lot of the, if you will call truth or freedom type groups all over England. And one of the topics I talk about most often is knowledge and building community. Like that is to me, the two most important things we can do right now is number one, build communities. And that means not just like what we do online here, which is awesome, but literally find local people get together, start building your communities with people that you know, that you, you can network and start learning. So like, for example, in England, England's obviously vastly tiny compared to the United States. Yeah. But there are groups, all these groups all over the place. And we started pushing to try and network the groups together because they were like a local group, a local group, a local group. And they started like sharing information. So it'd be like one local group has a, a very awake dentist. One local group has got a group of doctors and nurses. One local group's got auto mechanics. Someone else has got an electrician, a plumber, and uh, a couple of farmers. Well, when all of a sudden you start networking those local groups together, then you sit there and you go, okay, so-and-so, there is a group that's, you know, a 30-minute drive, and they have an awake vet. So I don't want to take my dog, who I love to pets. I don't want to take him to some vet who's going to pump them full of vaccines. I want to go to someone who I can actually have a conversation with and say, look, this is my concerns. How do we deal with it? And that's how you strengthen that's pretty community. rare. We have, I mean, but you know what? that like, aren't not, totally sucked into the vaccine yeah, that's what I'm saying. The same thing with dentists, right? We're like, oh, we found a dentist who's awake. Yay. Um, but that is one of those important things when you can start networking communities together. And it's like things like learning. Knowledge is key. My number one thing I talk about, knowledge is key. Because if you know how to look after your family, if you know what to do in an emergency, if you know all these different things, when shit gets thrown at you, you don't go into panic. You don't go into fear because you know. The, you're more calm. The worst thing that we have is in any emergency situation is when you don't know what to do and then you run around like a chicken with your head cut off. So prepare, you know. with, prepare by having your network of community, um, prepare by having food, prepare, just yep. prepare by being ready. Uh, and you know, I have and gained knowledge. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, my challenge every time I go to speak to one of these groups, I said I have a challenge that 
in insert season of the year this summer this spring this winter go out and learn something new learn one new thing not not it doesn't have to be like massively huge like go learn a new language learn how to change the oil in your car learn how to make bread learn how to identify five plants that are growing in your backyard that you can eat learn to how to make soup learn how to build a shelf how to use power tools how to use manual tools god forbid learn how to use an actual saw and a set of screwdrivers because learn the basic skills so that you learn can the basic skills that are lost right like we have a real problem that these skills are virtually lost and dead and dying out and if we don't bring back these skills then going back to our lovely old sun and these cmes that come in and solar flares if you don't have the skills know how to make butter how to make bread how to make soup how to grow a tomato plant if you then guess who's going to be one of the first people that is going to pardon the words but be shit out of luck the people yeah. who have the knowledge those are the people who are going to just do just fine because they already know how to do these things Okay, well, where can people follow you? Because I know you cover all this stuff. You talk about regularly, yeah. Really interesting, unique. You're you just talk about things that you're not going to find elsewhere. So where is it that you? Where are you? Where's your no home? So, your home? so my yeah, my main website is still rts earth, and that's where all my shows go out, etc. Then um, I have my private membership site. Oh, oh, we, we can't say the name of my private membership site because we, we try to not swear on your show. It, 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 I, the Unefers Unite is the name of my membership site. I'll put a link below to it so people know. And there's a link on your regular website to it. Yeah, the, all right? the links are there. Yeah. So, like, we do a show. We have a new show that we've just started up. Um, it's going to be a health show that we've done three or four episodes of so far. Um, and it's myself um, and I'm an aromatherapist and I'm a herbalist and I've been studying natural healing for like over 30 years. Um, and Callahan, who's a homeopath and an essence maker and Dr. Corey Stern, who is a naturopath and a chiropractor. And so, yeah, we've been, we've got this show. We're doing a new one this Saturday coming up. Talk about colds and flus because guess what everyone has right now is colds and flus again. So, well, yeah. it's worse it's because RTS they're, getting a, they're getting the jabs and their immune systems are broken down and, and just everything. But it's not just, the, this is the thing, like, it's not just the people who are getting the jabs and this yeah, is the problem. There's a lot of awake people I know of that who are like, oh, well, I don't have the job, so I'm just fine. <coughs> and it's like, you well, eat far too many French fries and right. McDonald's, and you're going to be just as sick as the people with the jabs. Well, if you have a weak immune system, no matter where it's coming exactly. from, you're going to have issues. And the jabs will just exactly. make your immune system worse. It just, everything compounds. Okay, exactly. so give us your website again. It sounds like people should be watching that and following you. 
Okay, so it's rts.earth. And uh, every Wednesday night, we do a show that I also can't say the name of on your show, the Un F It discussion, because um, that's what we do. We Un F things. So, and we talk about everything. There's literally my crew, we've been together for upwards of eight years now and there's no topic that we don't talk about there's no subject that we will not get into it's all goes on the table to analyze and root through and dig through and so yeah and, and you're not afraid you'll you go to imagine. places yeah you go to places that people will not go to so i and that's how i met you first of all you reached out to me because i did a show about water and how water has memory and how it all connects all of us and yep. that memory let's say the water goes into the stream and then the animals and then we eat it and we drink it and, and it connects all humanity through that water memory and since we're yep. almost 100 percent water 90 some percent water it has a huge impact on us and how we operate and how we work it it's almost how we water could be why we have this hive herd mentality and we have a problem when all the water we're drinking is dead or polluted all we drink nowadays is dead water it's not water that is alive it is dead water and that is water that's gone through the treatment systems oh, and it's been stored in plastic bottles and comes out of a tap full of all these chemicals when like that's a showber uh, uh victor showberger is his books about water are vital reading for people to comprehend this. Um, and that's, you know, books written a long while ago. But yes, I always... Water is an amazing, amazing thing. Like it changes its structure based on the emotions. It's just so cool. But we did a show it's on It's the that. most amazing element. Not an element, but you know what I mean. It is the most amazing thing in the universe as far as I'm concerned. The compound. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I am glad that you came back and I'm going to have me. to have you on more than every three years. <laughs> and uh, we will well, we got another lockdown and everything else. All of a sudden we will be okay. <laughs> well, you were in Malta and then you moved to England and you had so much going on, but thank you so much for coming back. And I always appreciate having our conversations. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'm always happy to come around.